The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good Sunday morning. Welcome to Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. I'm Chris Creston and I'm joined as always by Kelvin the Money Guy. You can visit his website askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L vin.ca or you can give him a call the old-fashioned way at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN you know Kelvin uh thanks again for making us uh part of your Sunday and uh and uh helping us out uh just navigating the the waters of our finances whether we're you know saving for today or tomorrow or for our retirement uh, it, it can be a little tricky sometimes, but you make everything so mm-hmm. so much more you know easier to understand, and uh, I think you take away strip away a lot of the confusion and the fear. So thanks as always. Yeah. So uh, good Sunday morning. Actually, good Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, morning that's too. right. Got to get my dip out and <laughs> yes. chips and yes, whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I think somebody in red's gonna win. That's red <laughs> gonna win. Someone in red. <laughs> Someone in red right? with a logo yeah. that is basically just the initials yeah. of the city. There, that's a solid, <laughs> yeah. solid, solid Actually, bet. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in this pool, and one of the question, one of the things we bet on is how long is it gonna take to sing the anthem. <laughs> I say one minute and sixty-seven seconds was my guess, but I don't know. Who knows? It's funny. Yeah, you can bet on everything. Anything. You can eh? bet on what color Taylor Swift's shirt will be. <laughs> yeah, really. Apparently, she's flying back from Japan to, to yeah. be there. Apparently, eh? Unbelievable. Huh. Wow. Anyways, uh, yeah, happy Super Bowl Sunday to all of us. I'm sure it'll be a good evening and. Whatever. You know, so, interesting yeah. fact on the Super Bowl ads. If you do happen to catch any of the American ads, they're charging seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot on that show. Wow! The Super Bowl. So, whatever. And then plus, Holy. it's always a really extravagant ad, right? You don't just have you know text on screen normally, so you've got to spend millions of dollars yeah. to make the ad too. So it's uh, it's an expensive venture. Boy, and they're saying the uh, tickets are from nine eight hundred to like twelve thousand or something. The average ticket, crazy, Unbelievable. eh? Unbelievable, unbelievable. Huh. Yeah, most of us wow. will never be able to go, or we'll just uh, have to uh, cash out our RRSPs in order to afford it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going on quite a bit now. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting about the talk about, uh, you know, what people are drowning in bills. Right. Um, there's a poll that was sent out uh, by the F- by the Financial Services Regulatory Authority. Of course, we initialize everything in our business, FISRA. Yes. Um, and 81% of people are uh, concerned about paying for the basic, um, you know, necessities like groceries, rent, their mortgages. So their saving for retirement is taking a, uh, you know, back, you know, back burden kind of thing. They don't, they don't worry about it. Um, which could be a detriment down the road as well, right? So people have to be very careful what we do and don't make knee-jerk reactions. That's all I can say when it comes to these things. Reach out to your advisor and decide if it's a good thing or not for you. But, you know, we'll get into that, I guess, later on in the show. You know, it is that interesting time of the year, Kelvin, where we've received our bills for Christmas. <laughs> we've gulped that down, mm-hmm. hopefully been able to pay them off. 
Um, we're getting yeah. uh, statements from our retirement plans, maybe, um, and starting to think, well, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? And then you're also getting uh, bills from your municipality if you're paying property taxes. So yeah. a, lo a lot of <laughs> Actually, things. Actually, everything's coming out. <laughs> everything's once. coming yeah. out. It's like, yeah. you know what? We just had uh, the holidays and Christmas and New Year's and then uh, January, okay. Now it's February. Splash, cold water. Wake up, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I thought to myself, you know, to RSP or not to RSP, mm -hmm. which is one of those things you might really want to consider this year. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure soon we're going to be bombarded by, you know, marketing blitz of buy RSP, buy RSP, and do I need to buy one, don't I need to buy one? I think this year is more important because of what's going on in the economy and prices going up that people need to sit back and, and just have a hard look and say, okay, what, what should I do? Um, so the deadline, the RSP deadline is the 9th of February. Usually it's March 1st, but because it's a leap year, um, it's the 29th. The maximum you can put in is, it's usually 18% of your income minus pension adjustments, if you have a pension at work, to a maximum of eight of 30,870, something like that, right? So that's, what the, the, that's when the deadline is, and that's when the amount that you can put in. Um, the short-term re reward of, of um, you know, of the RSP is you get a tax refund in the spring, um, and people spend it, right? I think that that's, so. it's always that short-term <laughs> thinking, that short-term thing that most people think about is, okay, what am I going to do right now to maximize mm -hmm. that return that I'm going to get? Right. And you're not yes. necessarily thinking about it as a retirement vehicle, it's just especially for younger people who are in putting money into an RSP. If you're mm -hmm. smart enough to be doing it, you may not even be smart enough to really see the long game on right. it. You're just thinking, hey, I can get some extra money to buy a stereo or something. Do the kids still yeah. buy stereos? And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know anymore. <laughs> and, and the thing is, you know, you get it, like I say, you get a, a refund in the spring. But there are at least three situations when it's possible to better the pass on the RSP especially in a year like we had last year, right? So there's three things, and we'll get into it, that maybe you don't want to buy the RSP this year. And again, before you make these decisions to buy or not to buy, your best bet is always sit down with your accountant, your, your investment advisor, and make the decision. When we talk on these shows, I'm usually generalizing, um, and I don't get into specifics. So to get to specific, call your advisor or give me a call, and we can have a chat about it. You know, RSPs, you know, Chris, they're great if you're rich. So what does that mean? It means contributing to your RSP will grow just about, you know, an invest, any investment tax-free, but the entire RSP will be fully taxed when you go to take it out. Many people think when they turn their money into a RIF, when you're 71, 70, you can turn it into a RIF anytime, but that's when you have to do it, that there is no tax. And that's where the tax problems begin for many people. You might claw back your old age because you made too much money, you did really well saving RSP. So ideally, those contributions we claim in the years when, the, when you are a high tax bracket and take it out when you're in a lower tax bracket. So in 1957, when the RSP started, that was a great deal. Because our taxes, you know, was kind of stayed the same. But over the last 20 years, as you know and we all know, it's gone higher and higher and higher, and now it's like 53% or something like that. Will it get higher? Well, we hope not, but we don't know. So all your tax refunds are based on your marginal tax rate. 
So if you're, so for example, Canadians that make less than $53,359, for example, normally pay 20% or less. But then Canada has a tiered tax system. So the more you make, the more they take. So you have to be very mindful of, of where you are. And the marginal tax rates changed uh, last year because of inflation. So it dropped a little bit, but it'll get back to normal down the road. So, so if you are rich, meaning you have lots of money in the RSP, maybe you don't want to contribute. Maybe you want to pay a little bit of tax today, knowing in the future you might have to pay back more tax than you advantage today. I don't know. I think that you described it to me for the first time in a way that really made sense, which is that the RSP is a tax deferral. So right, you basically, you're working right now, you're earning money, you're mm -hmm. in the higher tax bracket that you're gonna be in probably compared to when you retire, but if right. you're also saving a lot and you've got a good pension and everything, that may not necessarily be true when the chickens come home to roost and you actually have to take that money out and you right. may not be in such a, in, in as low a tax bracket as was initially um, imagined when the RSP was initially concocted. Yeah, and, and we forget about those things, you know, you're right, we forget it's a, it's a tax deferral, it's not a tax, you know, you're saving today, but have to pay it back. And, and you know what I've noticed is people buy RSPs for the wrong reasons. They buy it to save taxes. You should be buying your RSP to grow and then save taxes. Because you could save all the taxes you want now, but if that thing don't grow in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years when you re-retire, then what's the point? There's so many people that I talk to about, you know, we wind up at a party or something, start talking about these sorts of things, um, you know, normally after a couple of drinks because it takes a little right. bit to loosen up people to, <laughs> to, to talk about your money, about yeah. their, per, their personal yeah. issues like that. Uh, right. you, you find guys are more likely to talk about their prostate exam, let alone their uh, RSPs. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the one of the things that people come up with is like that they're not even really sure how it works, and that it mm -hmm. can be an investment, and that it's not just the piggy bank like people seem very confused about what they're doing with their RSPs. they they are they're they're very very confused um, they don't 91 percent of people agree that there, there should be more done to educate people about their pensions RSPs things like that we don't do a very good job we in the financial planning business do a great job I think of trying to explain things but what happens is you hear in the news about fees and fees and fees and it really discourages people from going to the real root of the problem is will I have enough when I retire so they get bogged down in all the little things thinking that you know and they forget about the big picture so people really need to sit down and learn more and 88 percent agree that more should be done to encourage people to save for retirement rather than fees and things like that that's important as well after the break you know, we'll get into a, a bit more of, of the least three situations where people might want to pass on an RSP this year. Awesome. That's coming up. Why you may want to pass on contributing to your RSP this year, plus a statistic that I saw that compares how much you know about your TV shows <laughs> versus how much you know about your retirement savings. And it blew me away. And it also made me think I really have to take a good long look in the mirror. That's coming up as we continue with Your Life, Your Money. Don't forget to reach out to Kelvin. His website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. You can click on the schedule a call link and you pick a time and date 
of your choosing when you can chat with Calvin about your RSPs, to RSP or not to RSP. That's what we've been talking about, and that's what we continue to talk about here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money here on your Sunday morning. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. Don't ask Google, ask Kelvin. Or you can give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And today we're talking about what you should be doing when it comes to your RRSP. Uh, you know, Kelvin's uh, identifying some situations that you might find yourself in that may make you want to pass on contributing to an RRSP this season. And uh, one thing that I uh, teased before we took the break that I wanted to bring up, and that is... This uh, recent uh, survey that was out, um, and they identified some things that people are, some money trends, gaps in knowledge on our retirement, things like that. And this thing stood out to me like a sore thumb. 61% of us know more about our favorite TV show than (laughs) the benefits of a pension plan. And that's A, hilarious, B, scary, and C, absolutely true. You know, like I, I know so much tedious, meaningless factoids about <laughs> Seinfeld, Seinfeld, and Star Trek. Like I, I can tell you all about Jerry's various girlfriends. I can tell you how a Heisenberg compensator helps the Enterprise transport people from the planet back up. Right. I cannot necessarily tell you that much about my retirement plan. Maybe there's just yeah. more in the imaginary world to know than, than in the real world. And, but. and that is so true because I can tell you, when I meet with people after the show and I say to them, okay, are you ready for retirement? Where are your income going to come from, blah, blah, blah? Do they have a work pension? And many of them say yes because they're pretty much they're older when pensions were good. And not, men, not I would say less than 1% know what they have in their work pension right and many times the company contributes and you contribute dollar for dollar whatever right and they have no idea what they're buying in there they don't even look at it and that's your money you should treat that money as you do your tfsa your rsps your bank account everything else because it's your money you better make it grow but you're right people have no idea oh it's with manual life sun life can't they, i don't know what it is and they have no idea so many parts of my when I talk to people, is to send me that stuff. Let me have a look and see. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Amazing, eh? Sixty-one percent, unbelievable. Maybe you know that also. I guess gives you an indication on how you got to talk to your clients too. And that, I think mm-hmm. sometimes you do break it down like that. You got to yes, do the and, George Costanza, and, and you do <laughs> and look <laughs> and at things do. the opposite way. Yeah, you know, to get back to you know buying buying or passing on RSPs, it's an individual choice. But because they're saying eighty-one percent of people are worried about groceries and rent and mortgages, you really have to have, have a, I'm not saying not to buy an RSP, what I'm saying is to think about it. You know, think of young Canadians, right? They might want to pass on the RSP and save the room for when their income gets bigger. When, typically when you start work, your income is not as big, and the RSP deduction works on how big your income is. So you might want to save that room and get a bigger bang for your dollar when you get a bigger income. You know, or maybe contribute to a tax-free savings account. 
you know, the tax receiving is an opposite of a upside down RSP where you don't get a tax break today, but you get a huge tax saving when you take the money out. And the new kid on the block is the FHSA, the first time home savings account might be better for younger people um, because it gives you the best benefit of an RSP. You get the tax break today. And the benefit of a tax of a tax savings where you get the benefit of no tax when you take it out. And the beauty is, like the old home buyer's plan, you don't have to pay it back. So anybody that's listening that's under 40 and haven't owned a home, I'm assuming, um, look into this because it might be the thing for you. And there's no deadline for the FHSA, unlike the RSP. There's no payback and there's no clawback of, you know, whatever you do, you can put up to 40000 in it. So really look into that. We don't hear a lot of uh, publicity about it yet. It started in April 2023. Um, and I imagine just like when the TFSA uh, was born, we really didn't know about it until a few years later when they started, you know, mass marketing it. Then everybody said, oh, my God, I should get one of these things. And it'll become a, a staple of Probably in the next few years. Well, yeah. I, I think, you know, that uh, home buyer's plan that you've got with your RSP, like I think a lot of people don't know that you have to pay that back, right? You, you know that mm. you're able to take out the money from your RSP on your right. very first home purchase. But uh, I think that at least for me, when I did that, and then they told me, well, and, and you'll have to pay it back within 15 years. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I thought this was my money. Uh, but, but you know, uh, if, you, if you don't pay it back, mm -hmm. right, the only thing that happens is what, like, whatever you have to pay back adds to your income. So for example, if what you have to pay back is not gonna put you in the next tax bracket, well, why pay it off? Because mm -hmm. think about this, they want you to take the money out today, so, and you pay no tax. And then they want you to take the next 15 years to put it back so that when you get older, they'll tax you on it. What's the <laughs> point? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. And people don't listen. People don't, people don't think about these things. We're, like I say, we, we're jerks. We make knee-jerk reaction when it comes to things like that. Reach out to your financial advisor and have a chat with them. They're very knowledgeable in things like this to give you the right choice and the right advice on, on what to do. It's becoming more and more important for people to get an, a financial advisor to help you navigate through your financial journey, no matter what age you are. In the old days, you know, all there was was an RSP. Well, today, like I said, TFSA, FHSA, RSPs, lots of things to help us to save money. The second thing about uh, the situation where you might not want to buy an RSP is debt. You know, debt could be a better investment than your RSP in the short run. If you have a credit card that's paying, you know, that's charging you 19 and 20 percent, which a lot of them do, and you can only make 5 percent or so in your RSP, and you have to keep in count also the tax break that you're going to get. So if you add those two things up and it doesn't, it doesn't add up to servicing the debt, then maybe you might want to pay down the debt this year, and maybe when interest rates and stuff fall in the next year, two years, three years, maybe double up on the RSP contribution because you won't lose the room. It carries forward for you, so you don't lose it. That's the difference with taking money out of your RSP to pay a debt than not paying it because if you, once you take the money out of your RSP, you lose the room. So if you find yourself in a position where you could be trying to make the decision to you know, 
take money out of your RSP and mm. then pay off your credit card bills or your mortgage or just try and make ends meet, you would be better off, you know, trying to just like, like let's not pay any more yeah. into that RSP. Le let's not right. contribute this year or this month or whatever your allotment is. And let's just focus on that debt. Let's just pay focus down on the paying debts. down that debt that is yeah. charging you. Like you said, if it's a credit card, it could be like 20%, especially some I of these think retail so. credit cards. It's a lot I of money. Know. Yeah. Unbelievable. And so, yeah, and you don't, and you carry forward the room so you don't lose it. So you get the best of work, both worlds where you're, you know, you're paying down your debt, you're feeling good. So you really have to have a look at that. Many people buy, um, um, in their in their RSP at GIC because they're afraid of the stock market is too low, the stock market is too high. That's all we hear. It's too low, it's too high. And they buy a GIC and then they end up losing the game because they don't make as much money. So, you know, you have a 19% debt, but you're only making 5% in your RSP. Well, what does common sense tell you to do? Always look at the interest that you're paying and what you're getting, but also keep in mind that, you know, you get a tax refund. So find out, figure out what the tax refund is versus growth on your RSP and, and you make that decision on what you should do. Like I say, 2023 was kind of a weird year because the inflation went up 10 times. I mean, interest rates went up 10 times, inflation went up, stock markets went down. So maybe you have to readjust how you're, um, you know, maybe you have to readjust your goals and change your plan to get to where you want to get to, right? So the rising cost of living you know, 70% of, of people that were surveyed, their, their simply thing was, you know, uh, when they asked them what's, the, what's concerning to them. So simply running out of money was the next uh, common thing. 46% of people are worried about running out of money, right? Followed by a reduction of like 37% say they're worried about government pensions, like government cutting back things, like there's so much in debt, right? And 32% are worried about when they get older paying for you know long-term care expenses. Look how expensive those things are now. Remember in our last show, we said by 2030, every boomer is 65 and older, right? right. And it's the, face, the first baby boomers who have to worry because they're in their 70s, 80s, something like that, right? So those are the, some of the worries that people have. So like I said, now is the time to hire an advisor to help people navigate through their, their, their financial journey, no matter what age they are. So financial planning, you know, was always about, oh, what, I can't afford one, I can't afford one. Well, you can afford not to have one because you're older now and a lot of things have changed. And if you want to avoid all the pitfalls of what's going on in the world today, you need to talk to someone about what do you do. You know, another thing about taking money out of your RSP, because that's what we're hearing, right and we're starting to see it a bit mm -hmm. what people have to realize is you know if you withdraw the RSP uh, anything under 5,000 the government would hold 10 percent anything between 5,000 and one dollar to 15,000 they take 20 percent and over 15 they take 30 percent withholding tax so that can be quite large you know right um, so if you take out 5,000 the government takes about a thousand and fifty bucks they withhold so you end up with thirty-nine fifty. So, what do you, you know? Those are some of the problems which you'll never get back. Is right? it worth it to get that to take that out and pay that extra? Yeah, that's that's gone. That's it. <laughs> you pay yeah. that to the, the tax man at that point. Right. And now that's um, that thirty-nine fifty is being added to your income. To your income. Yeah. 
exactly. And, and, and what happens is that might throw you in the next tax bracket. I don't know, right? Um, so, so I guess when it comes to cashing out your RSP, the truth, of it, the truth is it's never a good idea to do that. But I mean, if you're depending on your depending on you, if you have a you know if you have a small amount of debt, right, and a large amount in your RSP, then maybe it's worth it to do it, right? If you have a large amount of debt and a medium RSP or a little RSP, maybe it's not worth it. So I think if the RSP, if you take the RSP out minus the withholding tax, doesn't cover all the debt, then maybe don't do it. Maybe find an alternative. Maybe a uh, line of credit, you know, maybe tax-free savings account if you have one. Look for those kind of things. Don't just do it because it makes you feel good. Because it could jeopardize your retirement, right? It could put you in a real pickle when you, uh, when you get to retirement. So, you know, after the break, we'll, we'll talk about the third uh, situation where you might want to take a pass on, on the RSP this year. Awesome. That is coming up as your life, your money continues with Kelvin, the money guy. I am Chris Cresson. Don't forget, if you've got a question about your finances, about your retirement, about your RRSPs, don't ask Google, ask Kelvin. Ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. That's his website, askkelvin.ca. Or you can pick up the phone and give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN to RRSP or not to RRSP? That's the question that we're asking here on Your Life, Your Money, and we continue on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Good Sunday morning and welcome to Your Life, Your Money, here with Kelvin the Money Guy and me, Chris Creston. Don't forget, you can always visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca, that's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A, or you can give him a call at 416-457-7526, that's 416-457-PLAN. Hey, who's Kelvin the Money Guy? Ah, uh, funny you should ask. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country and an all-around great guy to know and a great guy to have on the radio. So great uh, to be joined by Kelvin every Sunday morning here at 11 on 640 Toronto on Your Life, Your Money. Kelvin, this hour we've been talking about that question. Uh, should you RRSP to RRSP or not to RRSP? To paraphrase uh, William Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've been going through a couple of reasons why maybe you shouldn't. Um, and by maybe you might want to skip the RRSP this season. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I say, uh, you know, you got to have your goals and your plans to get to where you, where you want to get to. 27% of, 27% of people have not developed a plan to ensure they have enough money to retire, right? Which is a huge thing, you know. Um, so, so we really need to kind of start thinking about, you know, when we hit bumps along the way, we're planning for retirement and we hit a bump along the way like we did now where inflation and interest rates, our mortgage doubled, lettuce went up, gas went up, and there, people are really feeling this, the, the pinch, right? And, and, and there's always things about, you know, the marketing blitz about buy RSP, buy RSP, buy RSP. Well, yeah, it's nice, like I say, to plan that out for your retirement. 
but if it's going to be a headache and you know all kinds of stress, maybe you want to have a relook. Like I say, I'm not encouraging people not to buy RSPs because it is a healthy way to help you save money. But there's other options uh, as well that you might want to look at. So the third thing that situation where you probably want to maybe take a pass is if your RSP have gotten too big. What does that mean? Well, if you, even if you don't contribute the maximum amount, there's a possibility of getting into a tax trap if the holdings in your RSP grow too much over the years. And there's the chicken and the egg. You know, I want my RSP to grow, so I got to invest it really well. But now it balloons to like a huge amount of money, and the, the contribution and the gains are fully taxed when it's withdrawn. It'd be one thing if just the contribution was taxed and the gains were kind of good that that's where the R, the tfsa comes in right the backward thing um, so the larger withdrawals will generate m bigger marginal tax rates and there's no way to escape it once it's an rsp it stays an rsp right um, and then you know the croa will ultimately say okay you gotta you gotta start taking this thing out man so you got to do it when you're 71 your first payments when you're 72 and that's where the problems might arise for many people because you might have so much in there because you invested well, your old age will be clawed back, right? And it'll be clawed back maybe a percentage or all, we don't know. So, so those calculations have to be done. just that you're gonna be taxed heavier on your income tax mm -hmm. based on that. Right. They're also right. gonna be clawing back that right. money that you're, you're, you sort of calculated into what you're gonna need for your retirement if you were mm -hmm. And, and when you're 65, uh, you can income split with your spouse and maybe drop down your, um, you know, your taxable, right? Um, and maybe that's the point where you should sit down and say, okay, let me income split. I'll still have to pay tax on the money I take up from my RSP, but I'm going to throw it inside my TFSA. The TFSA didn't exist till 2008, 2009. Um, you can put 95,000 in. If you, hasn't, if you haven't put any money in, then 7000 or so every year. But, you know, you're going to have to do the math to figure out what do I pay on the RSP now? Um, what's my withholding tax? What's it going to change? Grow it in my RSP, make back the tax I pay and move on so that when you hit that 71, 72, maybe it's dropped down a little bit. I don't know, but I guess the math has to be done. So you're always looking to see if you can adjust things to make sure that when you're ready to take your pensions, your CPP, your old age, your work pension, that you're, everything is humming along, you know, that you're, 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 making, you're making everything as low tax. You can't pay no tax because we live in the best country in the world, I think, and uh, we get all the services and stuff. So we got to pay taxes for that, but we can minimize the amount that, uh, that we want to pay. So those are things you want to be careful of. Like I say, always do the math. Right? Always do the math and see, am I better off to take it or leave it? Am I better off to buy an RSP this year or not buy RSP? Am I better off to save the room this year, put it, wait till things get better again, interest rates so I can borrow my money and put it into the RSP or increase my HELOC uh, because now the prime rate has dropped so I can take my money from there and, you know, buy my RSP, take the tax saving, pay back my HELOC and get back to how it used to be two, three years ago. That's the thing I want people to think about is don't just take it for granted that, you know, if I don't buy that $5,000 RSP today, 
it's going to take away from my retirement. But if that $5,000 today can reduce your monthly payments or reduce some of your high interest rate debt, then maybe that's what you want to do, right? I think that you've also illustrated um, one of the big reasons why you need to have a financial advisor because you just talked about a lot of math there. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think for most people, when you think about doing all that math, you're just... I don't even know where to begin. Uh, right. You know, carry the one and I'm lost. <laughs> so it's yeah. important to have someone who can, you know, make sure that they've got a set of eyes on those numbers and can figure it out and tell you some of the, the tips and tricks and secrets to making these things work. Like you yeah. were just talking about, you know, your, your home equity lines of credits. You're, you're talking about, um, you know, borrowing money for RSPs. There's stuff that I think would probably scare a lot of people if they didn't have someone really who's been there coaching them and helping them get through all of that to understand it and to do the math i always say work math don't the math don't lie right so work and i think the problem with math is when we stop doing long division yes i think when the school starts stop that stuff and said you can use your calculator i think that was a problem so after the break we'll talk about which is better for me to buy which rsp tfsa fhsa whatever out there What's the best thing for me to buy as we approach the February 29 deadlock? Awesome. That is coming up on Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget to give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And you can always check out his website, askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. Click on the schedule a call link and you can pick a time and date of your choosing when you want to chat with Kelvin about which is better for you, the RSP, the TFSA? We'll be answering that question as the show continues here on Your Life, Your Money on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. I'm Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. AskKelvin.ca is his website, Ask K-E-L. VIN.ca. You can listen to past shows. There's other tools there. You can also schedule a call when you can sit down and chat with Kelvin at a date and time of your choosing. If you prefer the old fashioned way, 416 457 7526. That's 416 457 plan to call Kelvin anytime. Kelvin, we've been talking about your RRSPs and you know the uh, the deadline is approaching. A lot of people are trying to sort of count their pennies, uh, go into the couch cushions to see what they can contribute. And we've been talking about maybe some of the situations where you just want to skip it this year. It might not be worth it for you. Um, and uh, before we took the break, you were saying that we can talk a little bit about where you should be putting your money. What's better, the TFSA, the RSP, um, the FF? The first time home buyers one, I don't even remember what it stands for, what the abbreviation yeah. is, but yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, well, no one knows about that one. I'll get to that one in a second. So let me talk about the old guy, the old 63-year-old guy, the RSP. <laughs> oh, almost ready to retire RSP, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Born in 1957. <laughs> and look how long we've come, 63 years. So with an RSP, you get a tax deduction up front making the contribution, right? So based on your marginal tax rate. 
depend on you. If you have 30% tax bracket, when we put in an RSP, you get 30% of it back. Um, and the RSP uh, contribution is based on 18% of your annual income minus pension adjustment up to $30,870, something like that, right? So that's your RSP. So remember, your money goes in, you get a tax saving, your money come out whenever it may be, you got to pay the money back, depending on your tax bracket. The next thing is the TFSA. So that was born in, 20, in 2009. If you haven't contributed anything to there, you can put up to $95,000 and then $7,000 every year. I think they might increase it to eight. I'm not sure. So you don't get a tax break today like you do with the RSP, but you get a tax break when you take the money out. So it's an upside down RSP. All right. So which one is better for you? I don't know. You have to sit with your advisor and decide which is best for you. The third guy now that we have is the FHSA, and nobody knows what that is. So what it is, it's the first home savings account. Now again, they made a mistake. They should have called it the FHIA, the first home investment account. They named it savings again, so people think it's a savings account. I can put my money in a GIC and blah, 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 blah. Well, no. It was, it was introduced in April, where you can put 8,000 in every year, up to a maximum of 40000 which you can use towards um, a new home, right? From age 18 to age 71, right? So if, you have, if you already paid off a house and you're 50 years old and you're going to buy a new house, well, put some money in the FHSA and you qualify again. That kind of stuff. So yeah. if you've already paid off mm -hmm. your home and you don't, you're not currently paying a mortgage, you can do it all over. Yeah, you, you have to be off a Canadian mortgage for about five years and then you requalify as a first time home buyer. Wow. So unlike the new the old home buyers, you don't have to pay this back. Okay, so it's that's really a cool thing because it's the benefits of an RSP where you get the tax savings today, the benefit of a tax savings where you don't have to where you don't have to pay tax on, on what you what you make. So the eight thousand go to eight to sixteen thousand you know, Bob's your uncle, and, have to pay, and you'll have to pay it back. So if you're under 40, I think you need to look at this. So um, in, in fact, if you have kids that are over 18, parents that have kids that are, put 100 bucks in and open it up, because the room carries forward up to 40,000. So it could help them in the future. So you know, you know your kids are probably going to come knocking, um, <laughs> knocking at the uh, the basement door because they still live with you. They're going to come looking to uh, maybe get some help with that down payment, as <laughs> so many families have had to face yeah. that issue. So instead of having to give it to them in one lump sum, you could be contributing to their sure. uh, first time home buyers. Yes, plan. open one up. That's what I'm trying to say. Just open one up. Put in a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks just so you can have the room so that one day when you make a big income you can mm. make that huge contribution you know we don't think forward we think backwards and what do i tell you george costanza do, do, no oh. i said the windshield is bigger yes yes i'm in driving school <laughs> yes <laughs> so that's where we have to start thinking forward and that's where your financial advisor doesn't matter who they work for or where they work for will give you the best choices for you and your family, I'm telling you. So between these three accounts, there's a lot of money you could potentially put towards savings for your future, you know, right? But there's a good reason to hold off on taking advantage of, of, of some of them temporarily. 
depending on your on your you know did I get laid off did I do whatever whatever may happen to you in the last eight months or so a year let's sit down and talk about it and see if we can figure it out like the, the people don't talk people don't talk money to people you know we're, we don't want to tell our friends and family because we're embarrassed ah, I don't want to tell you I owe all this money but like they say when you have a problem you talk it out you know so use your financial advisor to leverage on to make your financial future better. It's a new year, it's a leap year, it's the year of the dragon, we're in 2024, election year. All the conditions are ripe to do well with your money. And when your money is doing well, your personal life seems to do better as well. You don't have to stress it. So let's relieve the stress in 2024, sit down with your advisor, Look at your portfolio. Don't just look at the return that you made last year because the return only came November, December. So, yeah, I would say reach out to me, reach out to your advisor, and let's, uh, you know, figure out, put pen to paper. Remember what I say again, that a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? And when you're wishing, you're just throwing pennies into a well that you probably mm -hmm. right. could be saving in a TFSA. Got <laughs> Thank you, Kelvin, for another great show. Uh, your life, your money, what a wonderful time we've had here today. And for everyone listening, thank you for making us part of your Sunday. Again, reach out to Kelvin, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. You can go to the website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. Thank you so much, Kelvin, for another great Sunday, and thank you all for making us part of yours. Stay tuned to 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.